A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. We survived rusty playgrounds, no helmets, and drinking from the hose. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Good morning and happy hump day. I'm Stephanie Hoff. Glad to be along with you on a Wednesday. I'm filling in for farm director Pam Yonke while she's on farm tour. Our latest update from the fabulous farm babe is that she's near Jackson, Wyoming and just toured a fourth generation Angus beef ranch. I'm certainly looking forward to hearing about her farm visits when she gets back. The forecast in Wyoming today, sunny and 75. But today in Wisconsin, we can look forward to near-record high temperatures. Some areas are expected to break 100 degrees. At least there's going to be a breeze of 10 to 20 miles per hour. But please remember, we are under an excessive heat warning. So please drink lots of water and don't overexert yourself in this heat. We'll talk more about it with ag meteorologist Stu Muck coming up soon. But first, let's talk about the progress on broadband expansion. How is the state of Wisconsin actually putting that money to use, especially in rural areas? Nate Zimdars brings us the story next. Here's an idea. How about saying thank you with a Bavaria Sausage gift card? Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew at Bavaria Sausage. Open Monday through Friday, 9 until 5, corner of Nevsbit Road, Fitchroder Road in Fitchburg. Online, open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, BavariaSausage.com. Seriously, stop and think about those people in your life that you'd just like to say thank you. Maybe it's a brand new neighbor you want to welcome them to Wisconsin. Maybe it's a caregiver. How about maybe that realtor that helped you get your new forever home or the movers that helped you get into the new forever home? You understand what I mean. And remember, with a Bavaria Sausage gift card, literally you can thank people across state lines around the world, and they'll all appreciate and enjoy that real, authentic German old world flavor that you're only going going to find at Bavaria Sausage. So say thank you today with a Bavaria Sausage gift card, BavariaSausage.com. Get ready for the event of the season, the Lamenas Custom Farms Equipment Auction. It's time to mark your calendars because this online auction is happening from August 16th to August 23rd, and you won't want to miss it. The Lamenas family is downsizing their custom harvest and application business, and they're offering a remarkable selection of single-owner, meticulously cared-for equipment. That's right, folks. These hard-to-find items are all field-ready and waiting for their next adventure. Head on over to stephasgroup.com, your one-stop destination for all things agriculture. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. On June 26th, it was announced that Wisconsin would be receiving over $1 billion to support expanding critical broadband infrastructure. This money comes courtesy of the federal bipartisan infrastructure law, which created the Broadband Equity Access and Deployment Program. This $1 billion in funding will be directed to the Public Service Commission of Wisconsin. They will be administering where that money goes, coming to you from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Nate Zimdars. I spoke with Alyssa Kenny. She is the Wisconsin Broadband and Digital Equity Director. She shares more details about preliminary plans that they have for that funding. Alyssa, what does the Public Service Commission do as it relates to broadband expansion? 
So there's four main things that the Public Service Commission does. The first and the thing we're really most known for is we award and administer a number of different broadband expansion grant programs. This includes the state grant program, and then there was a federal grant program um, using some federal American Rescue Plan Act dollars. And in the near future, we will be um, administering and awarding the BEAD, the Broadband Equity Access Deployment Federal Dollars. And so the first thing we do is we deploy funds out there to expand broadband to un- and underserved locations in the state. The next thing we do is we maintain the Wisconsin Broadband Map and a whole bunch of other maps that help with community planning, um, help people find their internet service provider, and really support anyone who wants a sort of better picture of what's happening on the ground with broadband deployment and access throughout the state. The third thing we do is what I like to call partnership and capacity building, and that's any of the work we do outreaching with local communities, local government, organizations that are working to improve the broadband access in their community, and those are anywhere from outreach webinars to small planning grants to any of the support that those communities might need to improve broadband for them. And the last thing we do is what I would call kind of digital opportunity, and that's support around making sure that people have affordable broadband and that the communities and throughout the state there's opportunities for people to access digital literacy and digital skills so they can make good use of the broadband. Is the Public Service Commission solely responsible for expanding all broadband infrastructure in Wisconsin? The Public Service Commission is not solely responsible. We, um, among, in, within the state, we like to think of ourselves as the leader and the coordinator of a lot of the broadband efforts throughout the state. But there are other state agencies that have particular roles. For example, um, our good friends at the Department of Public Instruction are concerned with making sure all the schools and libraries in the state have broadband access. Um, our Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation, certainly they have an Office of Rural Prosperity that works with rural communities on some technical assistance. Um, and then there's some federal government roles. There's the Federal Communications Commission that has funded broadband and also um, there's a lot of the regulation of broadband and the consumer protections related to broadband at the federal level. And then finally, broadband is unregulated and it's really private businesses that own those facilities. And in the end, those businesses often drive many of the locations where the facilities are expanded and the types of improvements and the maintenance and the cost. Is that federal money coming directly to the Public Service Commission or is that being spread through several different agencies? So the Public Service Commission is administering and coordinating the funds on behalf of the state of Wisconsin. And so we will be sort of the initial entity where the funds will arrive. And that was a decision of the governor. What are some of the challenges you have been hearing from Wisconsin residents? It's really fascinating to talk to people. And Wisconsin residents are just um, so ingenious and creative in the ways that some of them are needing to get broadband. So we have people who are you know, getting double cell phone plans or they're, you know, using um, satellite some of the time, but then they have, you know, a friend's house they drive to when the weather is bad. And um, so we're hearing lots of stories of Wisconsin residents who um, 
got a little left behind. Maybe the homeowner that lived in the house before them decided not to give an internet service provider access to their property, and now you know they don't want to come back and connect them. And so there's unfortunately a lot of what I would call stragglers, so locations where people, their neighbors across the street might have access, or the folks around them are able to get a good signal, but just the geography of their house or their long driveway or, you know, um, a decision that was made before they owned their property is really preventing them from having full broadband access. So we're hearing lots of those stories. Um, and then just a number of stories about concerns around affordability and just the, the cost of it and, you know, people who are managing their data. So they have a, a certain data cap and they're, um, you know, limiting the time that they spend on FaceTime with their grandchildren to make sure to stay under that cap. And so we're hearing um, a lot of stories of concern and um, getting some really good information about really particular areas of, of concern and interest throughout the state. Are there any other deficiencies that have come up through surveys to the public that have surprised you in addition to some of the ones you just shared? What I might call like take rate or private property, um, you know, there's a number of privately owned roads in Wisconsin. And so if, um, you know, one neighbor on the road wants it, but others don't, sometimes it's hard for a provider to get down that road. Um, and then I would say, I think the other thing that we're hearing is um, that there's just a number of people throughout the state that that are paying for a certain speed and they're just not getting it. And sometimes it's the case that um, the provider isn't providing it. And sometimes we're learning it's the case that they might have equipment in their home that they haven't updated for five or ten years. And maybe it's actually... Um, the bottleneck for the speed sometimes is actually in the house and not related to the provider. And so we're hearing we're hearing a little bit of both, where sometimes it's um, the provider doesn't seem to actually be able to deliver quite the service they're promising, and other times the service might be delivered and the, the home has some very old equipment in it that's kind of causing things to slow down. Let's talk about the funding that's coming in. Were there plans already in place on how to use potential new funding, or is most of this going to be decided after you have received all survey responses? Our office has certainly been aware of these funds since, you know, November of, uh, you know, since the bipartisan infrastructure law was, was signed in November, and so we've been preparing and planning. And so the survey is one piece, but I would say it's only one piece. We also sent out a survey to all county leadership and all tribes. We've also, um, you know, the FCC is also improving their maps. We're also working with internet service providers. And certainly these funds come with some very specific and special guidance from the federal government that we are working to make sure we, we follow and comply with. And that's sort of related to the prioritization of the funding and where it can go and how those eligible locations will be picked and who, who can get the funding. And so um, the survey is important, the wiser survey, but it is one piece of kind of a, a big complex puzzle that we're trying to, to put together to make sure that all Wisconsinites can get internet access. A billion dollars is a pretty significant sum of money. Is that going to be enough money to ensure that all Wisconsin is covered with good quality broadband, or is this just going to help us get to a much better place than we are right now? Boy, that's an excellent question. And so um, the, there are sort of two groups in 
that they talk about in BEAD. And one group is those, those folks who do not have access to 25 megabits down and 3 megabits up, kind of the standard minimum. Um, and I think our office feels really confident that these BEAD dollars will get that entire group, you know, maybe with some you know, exceptions where people are off the grid or, you know, have property in the center of national forest, but, you know, you know, to a very high percent, all of those locations will get better by the end of the There's kind of this second group that we call the underserved, and that's people who have kind of good enough broadband, you know, um, and that's people who have below 100 megabits um, download and 20 megabits upload. And so that's um, people who who maybe right now it's sufficient. I'm not sure if it's going to be, you know, high quality into the next generation or going to, you know, be forever. And, and it's unclear how, you know, how many of the bead funds will go to those, those locations because we're really focused on making sure those most unserved and that sort of highest need, slowest group get serviced first. And that's sort of the number one priority with bead. And then that next group will be, secondary, um, depending kind of on the availability of funds. These federal funds will go a long way to support expanding broadband in Wisconsin. According to Alyssa Kenny, the Public Service Commission has a plan. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Nate Zimdars. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Wisconsin Farm Bureau leadership opportunities have benefited me in multiple ways. Right now, I'm a member of the Farm Bureau Leadership Institute, and I always thought I was a good public speaker. And then we went through some of that training in our very first session, and I had these aha moments that I'm going to use when I am promoting agriculture to consumer groups. WFBF.com. You should reach out to them. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Does your knee pain keep getting worse? How about that pain in your shoulder or hip or back? Don't let them tell you steroids and surgery are your only option. Take my advice now and call QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics can make that pain go away with all-natural advanced regenerative medicine. They're helping people here every day with these amazing natural treatments that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. It's like turning back the clock. Regenerative medicine uses concentrated healing agents from your own body to stimulate that damaged tissue in your joints so they can work like they're supposed to. And there's zero downtime. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting medical breakthrough. Patients here are getting real lasting relief and are saying no to surgery and no to drugs. If you have pain due to injury or arthritis, this is a remarkable option that you need to check out and the consultation is free. Call QC Kinetics now. 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. Again, that's 608-319-1750. Get ready for the event of the season, the Lamenna's Custom Farms Equipment Auction. It's time to mark your calendars because this online auction is happening from August 16th to August 23rd, and you won't want to miss it. The Lamenna's family is downsizing their custom harvest and application business, and they're offering a remarkable selection of single-owner, meticulously cared-for equipment. That's right, folks. These hard-to-find items are all field-ready and waiting for their next adventure. Head on over to stephensgroup.com, your one-stop destination for all things agriculture. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. 
If your conversations always start with the weather, welcome to the Midwest Farm Report. It's time now for our Come Here Financial Egg Weather Update with Stu Muck. Stu, our conversations always start with the weather, don't they? It's amazing how that works. <laughs> and, you know, I'll tell you, I was shocked when I was reading my temperature gauge on the way in. 81 degrees at 2.30 this morning. It sounds like uh, the preview for what's to come. It's going to be hot. You're absolutely right, Stephanie. I mean, daytime highs today in the upper 90s. I'm sure we'll see 100 or more at La Crosse and probably Boston as well. Very, very hot weather. Today's the day to be serious about it. The excessive heat warning in effect from 10 a.m. until 9 p.m. Excessive heat watches and all that kind of stuff kicks in then after 9 tonight, lasting into the day tomorrow. Very hot weather is in store. Add to it the humidity. That pushes that heat index well up into the 100-plus degree range. So even if your thermometer stops at 98, the heat index will most likely push it up into 100. So very hot and quite stressful today for us, livestock, our plants and crops as well. Make sure we're watered. Uh, people too, animals and the crops and gardens, make sure they're watered to put up with the heat. If you have to work outside, everything has ceases, of course, and I think we know it. Avoid mid and late afternoon when things get the hottest. Weather radar does indicate a little rain over near the lower peninsula of Michigan, the eastern UP up into Canada, back around Minot, North Dakota, back up into Canada as well. None of that is going to be any kind of a possibility for us. We are going to stay dry and very hot right on through today, cooling somewhat as we look on toward Thursday. But toward the end of the week, conditions will get a bit more comfortable. That's when those temperatures start to drop off somewhat, at least back into the 70s for daytime highs. That's a little below normal, which will seem like a really nice cool down as we head to the weekend ahead. I'll have forecast details right after this. New location, new vision, same goal. The Farm and Industry Short Course is producing high-quality graduates ready for success in the dairy industry. The oldest agriculture training program in Wisconsin has stood the test of time. The 16-week program returns for fall 2023 at UW-River Falls. Learn from world-class faculty, live in the residence halls, earn college credits, and create lifelong friendships. Register today at uwrf.edu. Stu, my best girlfriend, described today's forecast as hell on earth, but at least there's a breeze coming our way today, and at least there's a heat break later this week. Yeah, a little breeze. I I probably agree with your girlfriend. I'm not a fan of this kind of weather. I don't know a whole lot that are. The excessive heat warning in effect again today from 10 a.m. till 9 p.m. That heat warning continuing in southern Wisconsin, even as we make our way to 7 p.m. on Thursday, changes to a, a watch further to the north and west. I'm expecting today that we'll see skies become mostly sunny and it will be hot. In the upper 90s, 100 or more at La Crosse and even Boston. And I expect heat indexes well up into the 105, 110 range. Winds out of the southwest about 5 to 15. We stay clear overnight. Fall back to about 78, upper 70s, southwest winds 5 to 15. Mostly sunny, still hot tomorrow. Mid-90s, most places may be falling toward 90 or upper 80s in eastern Wisconsin. Southwest winds become northwest tomorrow at about 5 to 10. And then Friday, mostly sunny, mid-80s, with the northeast winds becoming northwest about 5 to 10. Upper 70s for Saturday, Stephanie. There's something to grab a hold of and hang on. That cooler air will be here for the weekend. 
Well, I'll check back in with you tomorrow to see how you're feeling after this heat wave, Stu. Thanks for coming on this morning. All right. We'll catch you later. And we want to know what's happening in your temperature gauge, in your field, in the sky. Send us a text at 877-301-FARM, 877-301-3276. Just include your name and location. That's your Compere Financial Egg Weather Update. Remember, Compere Financial is your financial partner, committed to agriculture and rural America. Just visit Compere.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. What BioVet does and where the livestock producer gets their benefit is our technology helps them with the things that they sometimes don't even know they're missing out on. Not just worrying about animals when they're sick, but trying to keep them as healthy and happy as possible as well. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support. That's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, promoting Wisconsin's world-class dairy products since 1983. Look for their proudly Wisconsin badge on dairy products. And to Cleary Building Corp., They protect what you value. Visit clearybuilding.com to see the Cleary difference. Keep up with Pam at MidwestFarmReport.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A Skincare Minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. At Berkshire Automotive, we have a non-commissioned sales team, which is a polite way to say we don't really care whether you buy a practical Equinox, the rugged Silverado, or the speedy new Corvette. You've been told no before? Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. At Bergstrom Automotive, we teach our people to take no out of the vocabulary. Is no in your vocabulary? Uh, no. No isn't a thing at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family. Let our family help your family. This is Matt Gunderson, and this is Elmer. <laughs> our canine cuddle ambassador, here to provide good-natured, loving, fuzzy support to further our level of personal care. Someday you might meet Elmer as we assist you with an individual life celebration. Let our family help your family. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. Have you ever had an MRI through the hospital where you're crunched inside a scary tube-like tunnel? MH Imaging in Middleton provides the spacious comfort of a completely open design MRI, the most updated concept in MRIs. It's an open MRI, 
open for everyone, regardless of insurance or doctor affiliation, for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And the results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit mhimaging.com. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? Rosa Parks or Sally Ride? You're the right age to do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Huh. Nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Gonna spit some bars here? I'm gonna spit some bars with our guy Zach Halperin. God's gift to Wisconsin sports coverage. Uh. Our sports director Zach Halperin. Zachy, what's up, brother? What's going on? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what you gonna do, brother, when these 24 inch pythons come for you? Mm. Hey, Zach. Hey, Evo. Braylon Allen, a dark horse for Heisman, uh, second team for uh, All-American, and I saw in my readings a dark horse candidate for the Heisman candidacy. What do you think? That's not very redundant. I can yeah. see it. I can see it. I, I mean, I, again, I could see both him and Tanner Mordecai as, like, dark horses. That's right? what I was going to get Tanner Mordecai. Yeah, Tanner Mordecai I could see just because he's going to be throwing the ball a lot, and he's going to be an offense that you would expect to be scoring a lot. And he put up big numbers at SMU. If I had to decide between the two, I'd probably pick him. But Braylon, just because Braylon, he, he, Tanner Mordecai is not going to be sharing snaps. Braylon's going to be sharing uh, some snaps with Chez. They're going to be on the field together at times, but he's not going to get it like 25 times a game. He's probably going to be closer to 17 or 18 times a game, at least in the run game. I think he could jump up there, especially if they get him involved in the pass game like they said they're going to. Um, what did he want, 50 so, catches? <laughs> yes. He wanted he wanted 50 catches. There's only one running back in Wisconsin history that has over 50 catches. Uh, it was Brian Calhoun BC? in uh, 2005. But this is a different offense, right? So it's Aaron. hard to do. But two years ago, or uh, yeah, no, in 2020, Javante Carter and, and Michael Williams had a combined 50 catches. Those guys both ran for over two, uh, a thousand yards down in North Carolina for so long ago. So maybe that's a little bit more re- realistic. But hey, if they're going to force C. Brown Allen. That's just fine for 
for Wisconsin, probably just fine for Braylon too. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, totally. Speaking of Tanner Mordecai, uh, we were talking today. I know it's been the scuttlebutt for uh, you know everyone when it comes to this uh, Wisconsin team, this new reiteration of it coming into the season. Will Tanner Mordecai surpass the Russell Wilson single season uh, yard mark of three thousand one hundred and seventy five, Zachy? He's done it the past few years at SMU. Um, <laughs> that one's tough. That one's tough. I was thinking about that, too, because I did my little list of the 10 best uh, seasons by a Badger player, and Russell Wilson uh, is number four based on what he did in 2011. He set the record for yards. He set the record for touchdowns. He set the record for pass efficiency. He's second in um, completion percentage. Like He's got all these, all these best things ever at Wisconsin. They're going to be tough to pass. Uh, but you look at what Jack Cohn did in 2019. He wasn't that far off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a, I think it's a possibility. I think it's a possibility. But if it works, if he does, it means the offense is running the way that Phil Longo wants it to. Better wide receiver room, 2011 Russell Wilson's or Tanner Mordecai's coming up. I mean, it's not even the room itself. It's not really close. <laughs> the top two. The top two is tough, though, right? Like, because Nick Toon and Jared Abadera are both NFL receivers. Yeah, both um, had almost a know. thousand yards. Yeah, so I, I probably like oh, top two probably that that room, this room overall by far. Yeah, I'm. Uh, vibes are running high, Zach. Now, was there uh, some? Now, you guys finally got to back to see practice. What on was it Saturday? Yeah. That's that's nice that you guys are back in there. Feels good. Well, It'll be good. Yeah. It was, after it was, your <laughs> after your suspension. Yeah. There, there was no suspension. Uh, there was no suspension. Nope. You guys nope. broke some news. Uh, 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 what are we doing here, RJ? Nothing. I'm trying to talk over. Yeah. No. So nothing happened. Yeah. So we got we we got to go back in there on Saturday because the Big Ten Network was also there, and they're like, "Well, I mean." They're going to be here. Might, might as well let so I said, let my back people in. Well. in. Yeah, and so we did. And, uh, yeah, we got to see a lot of scrimmaging. A lot of scrimmaging on Saturday. Were, were there some injuries? Did I see, like, a couple of guys might be banged up for week one? Not in, that, not in the scrimmages, but we did get to see a, a few guys that were potentially going to play some, especially Jake Renfro, who's their center, yeah. was going to be their center, coming, coming over from Cincinnati. He's dealing with a foot sprain. Probably unlikely to play week one. Luke Fickle wasn't sure that they had him back for week two, week three. And then Riley Nowakowski, who moved from fullback to tight end and was playing quite a bit the first team, is also out about that time, same time frame as well. He's got a foot injury too. So those those two certainly stand out. Um, overall, though, they're relatively healthy. They're if you combine pajamas and rubber boots to check on the barn, we welcome you. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Welcome back. I'm Stephanie Hoff. Happy to be along with you on a Wednesday morning. You know, speaking of this hot weather, let's talk about something else that brings the heat. Chili peppers. Today in the Old Farmer's Almanac, you'd be interested to know that all the chili peppers on the shelf today originated from a small, round, berry-like fruit. Thousands of years later, we have more selection of color, size, and flavor. But what makes a hot pepper hot? capsaicin and capsaicin can actually be found in products ranging from pepperoni to makeup because it's used as a natural coloring and if you use patches or creams to relieve muscle aches you may find that the effective ingredient is capsaicin extracted from hot chilies 
That's the word from the Old Farmer's Almanac today on August 23rd. We'll focus on row crops later in the hour, but first, here's a message from Farm Director Pam Yonke. Time again to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Group, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. And of course, you want to talk to folks, they have got a full staff of experts ready to visit with you. No matter what you're thinking about as far as an auction is concerned, they've got somebody on staff that can help you through it. 800 726 8609. Again, 800-726-8609. Ashley Hewn along with us from the Steffes Group. You know, Ashley, you and I talk all the time about uh, business coming up and catalogs and so forth, your staff, but we've never really talked about how the Steffes Group got started. You've been around for a long time, very well-respected company, but maybe explain for us how the Steffes Group actually got started. Sure. Well, it all started with Bob Steffes himself uh, in Arthur, North Dakota. Started an auction company in, in 1960. Uh, over the years, he became a uh, national uh, livestock auctioneer champion, so well-respected in the industry. Our company is uh, very active in all the associations and stuff like that. And now his son, Scott, is president. And I started here in Litchfield in the company. We were an acquisition uh, and that was in 2006, and, you know, still a family-owned company. It still is today. Um, but I remember as being one of five employees at the time that wasn't family, and now we've grown into 150 employees. So as somebody that was in the business before you were acquired, did you know about the Steffes Group before they came in the doorway? Yeah, we, we did, uh, but completely different. We were more in the dealer wholesale, and, you know, mm. now we're – dealing directly with farmers and, and helping people every day and really focused on, on a good client and buyer experience. You know, and I'm telling you, whether it was Bob or whether it's been Scott, uh, the pivot to being uh, customer-friendly and very focused on innovation with technology, somebody planted that seed pretty early on at the Steffes Group. Yeah, we really did, and, and we we had online bidding all the way back to um, – the early 2000s, and of course, that's completely changed, and we always want to be on the forefront of that, and, and that that's why in 2008, we developed our own online platform, so, you know, a lot of other auction companies, there's some third-party stuff that they use out there, but it's never as good as, as when you can control it yourself, and, and when you want to make something better, you just do it on your own. We have a full staff of tech uh, at our support office in West Fargo, and and them guys work hard at what they do. And, and the neat part about it is when you're on a step of auction and you call the tech line, that's one of our employees in West Fargo that you're talking to. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's one big piece that I think people overlook. Everybody that works for the Steffes Group is on the payroll. It's not by commission. It's not independent contractors. You guys are all together, so you keep consistency on service especially. Yeah, that's right, you know, and – and we don't want to be beholden to some third party where nobody can get a hold of something or nobody knows where that bid came in. This is all, all Steffes throughout the process. Well, and the other thing we've heard time and time again is how um, it's almost a religion with you guys to make sure whatever you're advertising, whatever you're promoting, has been verified and thoroughly checked by your staff and additional experts. Yeah, and, and, and along with us, uh, you get to talk right to the, the owner of the equipment, too. And, you know, if it's a retirement, they can tell you 
when they bought it, what they used it for, and, and a complete history. There, there are times when we don't have that, and we'll tell you. But um, we, we take a lot of pride in our descriptions, that's for sure. Yeah, and don't take any of that for granted, folks. If you've ever had much dealings with auction companies, sometimes they don't want you to have access to the buyers. Uh, they claim it's privacy and stuff like that. Sometimes they just don't want you to try to get a better edge. Uh, Stephens Group is completely transparent when it comes to the way they're doing business and the information they're providing. Just a little historical perspective in case you've wondered. The Stephens Group, like we said, long time with us here on the Farm Report and obviously a long time in the auction business. Ashley Hewitt along with us. Don't forget you can find out more on what's happening with auctions today, right now, stephesgroup.com, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Want to talk to them and verify what Ashley just said? You go ahead, pick up that phone, call them, 800-726-8609. That's 800-726-8609. Ashley Hewn along with us from the Steffes Group. Looking for farm or construction equipment? Look no further. Steffes has a huge Wisconsin area equipment auction closing August 24th. This is an online multi-party auction offering some of the best farm and construction equipment has to offer. Don't miss this opportunity to name your price. Check out the detailed pictures on steffesgroup.com. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Hurry before this opportunity passes you by. The Steffes Group, built on trust since 1960. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. What BioVet does, and where the livestock producer gets their benefit, is our technology helps them with the things that they sometimes don't even know they're missing out on. Not just worrying about animals when they're sick, but trying to keep them as healthy and happy as possible as well. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Get ready for the event of the season, the Lamenas Custom Farms Equipment Auction. It's time to mark your calendars because this online auction is happening from August 16th to August 23rd, and you won't want to miss it. The Lamenas family is downsizing their custom harvest and application business, and they're offering a remarkable selection of single-owner, meticulously cared-for equipment. That's right, folks. These hard-to-find items are all field-ready and waiting for their next adventure. Head on over to steffesgroup.com, your one-stop destination for all things agriculture. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Growing wine grapes is a science. Growers have to pay close attention to sugar content in the grapes and then make sure that they harvest the grapes at just the right time. Amy Arigoni is the vineyard manager at Bailey's Run Vineyard and Winery in New Glarus, and she walks us through what she has to consider before picking those wine grapes. So it's really from this point on, it's just going to depend on if the heat stays constant, it's really going to depend on rain. So from this point on in the season, berries are accumulating sugar, right? The, they're physically getting larger. They're accumulating sugar. So small rains for us at this point are totally fine. A huge dump of three inches of rain is going to dilute. The berries just physically going to take up the water. It's going to dilute the sugar, and it puts us back a little bit. So in the next week or so, I'll start testing bricks, sugar, 
in berries, you know, just go out and collect samples and start testing. Um, and then if we get a huge rain, you'll see them drop back. It puts us back. Amy Arigoni is the vineyard manager at Bailey's Run Vineyard and Winery in New Glarus. In Wisconsin, the grape harvest starts in August and can go as late as October, depending on the variety. Bailey's Run is harvesting its second variety this weekend. And if you'd like to help out in exchange for pizza and wine, you can give them a call for more information. Taking a look at our grain markets from Chicago, cash corn is trading up a half a cent at 467. December new crop corn is also trading up a half a penny at 480. Cash soybeans are trading down 16 cents at 1335 and a half. November new crop soybeans are also trading at 1335 and a half, down 10 and a half cents. And September wheat is trading down 3 cents at 598 and 3 quarters. From Chicago, the September Class 3 milk contract is trading down a penny at 1849 a hundredweight. October milk is trading up three cents at 1789 a hundredweight. On the close yesterday, barrel cheese was up three quarters of a cent at $1.81 and a quarter. The 40 pound block cheese down six cents at $1.94 and three quarters. And AA butter closed down a nickel at $2.69. Coming up next, why would Wisconsin soybean growers need to take a trip to Nova Scotia? Nate Zimdars has the story. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop? That's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh, that needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local, William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. The nightmare of working with some contractors is much like being on a bad date. They totally wreck your bathroom, swindle you out of a ton of money, then disappear into the dark of night. Swipe left. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company who completes the job as promised, is cost-conscious, then leaves you with a sweet thank you note. Swipe right, and let's get the conversation started with a free consultation. Actuate LLC. Com. Design, create, actuate. Being with you makes us happy as pigs in mud. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Trade missions are important opportunities for producers to learn more about how their partners operate while exploring ways to deepen their relationship. Members of a Wisconsin Soybean Association just visited the Port of Halifax 
in Halifax, Nova Scotia, to learn about Canadian port infrastructure. I'm Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report, and Sarah Stelter, president of the Wisconsin Soybean Association, was one of the trip participants. She shares what the group saw and other takeaways from the trip. What was the motivation for visiting the Port of Halifax? We're in Canada as part of a looking at the potential for shipping Wisconsin soybeans from our new Milwaukee, Lake Michigan shiploading facility to export markets in um, Europe, North Africa, and Southeast Asia. And the reason why we're looking at Halifax is that it is a deep, ice-free North American port that actually sits east of Maine, and it's a strategic point for exports from Wisconsin. What can you tell us about their facility that stands out to you as unique? Well, for one thing, um, they're not as congested as a lot of the major ports. They're not as apt to have issues, like, for instance, strike issues. They've settled the contract, so for the next couple of years, they're good from free of strikes. They're not going to be as congestive. It doesn't freeze at all during the winter, so that's good. They're close. They're like able to get to Europe relatively quickly as far as shipping goes. It's become more and more of an important endpoint to Europe, to North Africa, and to Southeast Asia. What's really good, too, is that we are looking more and more at using the St. Lawrence Seaway to handle our grain. And I think that's going to become more important as time goes on. So we are able to access these other markets, not only by rail, but also by ship. In terms of size of the facility and also the influx and outflow of commodities, is the port of Halifax pretty similar to the new facility in Milwaukee? Right now, it's far bigger than the facility in Milwaukee. And they are looking at expanding that port as well. They're continuing to upgrade it and be able to handle more and more shipping containers and keeping the the port updated as well. What is Wisconsin's export relationship with Canada? I see it more in terms of allowing us to use other resources, like the St. Lawrence Seaway, so that we can access other shipping ports besides relying totally on rail or trucks to go to the West Coast. So we're able to access a port like Halifax in order to ship our product out, which hopefully will um, eventually become a little bit easier to do as the St. Lawrence Seaway becomes more used. How often does Wisconsin Soy do trips like this where they visit other countries and tour their facilities and have conversations about the trade relations? This is actually one of the first trips in a long time, or at least since I've been on with the Wisconsin Soybean Program, that Wisconsin specifically has taken along with the Minnesota Marketing Group. So so it doesn't do it very often, but my guess is we're going to try to do this a little more to look at ways in which we can access other markets for our soybeans and increase other um, marketing options for our soybeans. So we are, you know, looking at probably doing this a little bit more and getting more of our other board members involved in looking at what's possible and how in Wisconsin can be more specifically shipping out our soybeans to other countries. So is there a good possibility that there could be trips in the future where, say, Canada would come to Wisconsin and tour our new port facility in Milwaukee? I would guess so. I mean, I, I don't know what the future holds, but if we can bring other countries to tour not only our ports, 
but also our fields and look at how we raise our soybeans and then are able to get them out through the Port of Milwaukee, I think that would be great, that that would be something certainly down the road. Are there other groups or organizations that are on this trip with you to the Port of Halifax? Yes, there are. The Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council is actually one of the big sponsors of this trip, as well as the Specialty Soya and Grains Alliance, which is focusing on exporting and working on infrastructure issues in regards to our soybeans. So there are a couple of other groups involved, and we're happy to be able to partner with them in something like this so that we are able to get some good information Being able to work with other states in our region is going to be critical as we utilize the Great Lake, or rather the uh, St. Lawrence Seaway, as well as the other Great Lakes port. Duluth Superior is an an important port that's going to be coming on, or the Duluth area port, as well as maybe even potentially Green Bay at some time. It looks like Green Bay is going to be taking a look at how they can develop their port further. You know, I think there's some really exciting things happening in Wisconsin now in regards to shipping as well as in regards to utilizing access to the St. Lawrence Seaway, as well as the ports, and then hopefully more with the railroad. I think we're really in a good position to start looking at how we can move our not only our beans, but all of our grains through the system and, and out to export. How many individuals are on this trip with you? There's about 20. There's two from Wisconsin, and then the rest are from Minnesota and a couple of the other surrounding states. What has been one of the greatest takeaways that you have had so far from this trip? We toured a very innovative program that is called PEER. It's P-I-E-R, and it looks at innovative ways to bring all of the port infrastructure together to either come up with um, new ideas or to resolve situations or problems that might arise by some of their partners. And it, it was really a unique idea by getting the rail and the different and shipping and communication and IT and just infrastructure, certainly uh, shipping lines, involved in this group to look at ways they can deal with problems, communicate with one another, and even come up with some innovative ways of doing things. So that really has been an interesting concept that is also supported by the provincial government here. So that's been really good. Can you tell us at this point in time, what is the outlook for the soybean harvest in Wisconsin? I think it's mixed. I think those areas that have gotten some rain are going to be pretty good, but I also know there's a lot of areas in the state that have really been hurting for rain. So it seemed like a slower growth to our soybeans earlier on, and we just think it's going to be a really mixed situation when it comes to harvest, just kind of depending upon where you were at any given time. Good luck, and everybody have a safe harvest. Opportunities like this trip to the Port of Halifax provide great learning experiences for our